1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing?
2: We won a game yesterday. We win one today. That's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. It's called a winning streak.
1: Are you assuming that they win as we record this?
2: I mean, it's 6-0 at the, end of the night, so yeah. But hey, Listen. I haven't been able to say winning streak in a long time if winning streak is three, so... I think I'm going to take every chance I can get at, you know, saying winning streak, winning streak, winning streak, because people are getting excited about them winning one game in Atlanta. They they thought the season was saved after one win in Atlanta. So
1: winning I streak. think you kind of chalk it up and you start looking towards next year. Um <laughs> wow. I, I I mean
2: You mean when I said 82 and I, 80 to start the year and you yelled at me? Uh,
1: see, so you see, here's the thing, you're not even right. You're not even gonna be right about that because oh, they were so much worse.
2: They, they could still get there. You know that September's gonna roll around, they're gonna win about nine in a row, and it's gonna be like, oh man, we could have been a playoff team if we would have done this two weeks earlier and they're gonna finish with about seventy-eight to eighty-two wins, and you're gonna be looking at me going, I hate you.
1: You're not for some strange reason. You're not wrong. However, they are because it's
2: happened for eight straight years.
1: (laughs) Yes. hundred percent. Um, and then you'll, I don't want to talk about it. We'll talk about it in September. Um, (laughs) we'll talk about it in September. We are in July right now. We have bigger fish to fry, bigger things to talk about. That includes the trade deadline and what we think the angels should do, what they're probably going to do or what they're not going to do. Um, a lot of interesting stuff, you know, this is a season for rumors. Tis the season for hugs, and uh, tis the season for uh, you know all the speculation of trades. So before we get going, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, again, making us the best angels podcast out there. Uh, if you could subscribe wherever you are listening or watching, if you're watching us on YouTube, drop a like below pound that subscribe button, because I know everybody likes to say that. Um, I don't know what it means, but we're going to roll with it. So, <laughs> um, you can follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also go ahead and follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate green 34. And I almost forgot blue wire, blue wire, blue wire, blue wire. Let's get on to trade talk. Shall we Nate? A little trade talk. Let's go. I'm going to, let's quick fire off a couple names here for you.
2: Fire I shall everyone must go.
1: No, 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 I'm, I'm going like major league wise here. Okay. All right. Okay. Juan Soto, is Juan Soto getting traded?
2: No, I don't think he does. I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of trade offers, and I think the, the Nationals are going to say, you know what, we're going to see what we can do in the offseason. We're going to be able to get a lot more in the offseason, and we're going to really be able to figure out where we're at. Um, I, I don't think anyone's going to be able to make a big enough trade um, right now, but I do know that the Nationals want to get this done before they sell the team.
1: Yeah. And then as you're watching this, I say the same thing. Um, however I would trade Shohei Otani in a package for Juan Soto Cause I think Juan Soto's is easier to trade than Shohei Otani. Uh, moving forward with that before I cause too many people off. Um, <laughs>
2: <I> <laughs> we, didn't talk, even go we will there. talk
1: plenty of Shohei Otani. I have plenty. Well, of I
2: didn't plenty even talk. go there. Wow. All
1: right. Um, I agree with you. I don't think he gets traded. I think if he does get traded, holy, but Jesus, that's going to be a haul and a half. Um, and I don't know if anybody, I know we've talked about like Shohei Otani. Like, there's nobody really that can compare to Shohei Otani trade or, or match up to a Shohei Otani trade, even more so for Juan Soto because he is literally the face of baseball. And are you really the best player in baseball? Um, even though Mike Trout, mm. you know, I, I, I get it. I know. I know. Um, I say, Louis, I St. say arguably
2: is, St. Louis has a package. I think they've got enough to go get him. I mean, they got the shortstop who we saw throw at 105 across the diamond, who's going to be fantastic. you got Dylan Carlson, who's 21, 22 years old. They have plenty of young pitching. They can go do it if they want to. Now, it depends on do they think that giving up all those pieces gets them to the World Series, or does giving up all those pieces end up costing them a chance at the division? Because they're on the Brewers' tails right now, and they have a shot to go win this thing. And the Cardinals, for some reason, they always do things fundamentally sound. They're always a very good team. And if they get a chance to get in the playoffs, I know the Mets are the favorites. I know the Dodgers are the favorites, but don't count on the Cardinals because Adam Wainwright is is still pitching at 38, 39 years old, throwing that curveball um, like he's 25. So, yeah, don't sleep on them. They get Jack Flaherty back. Who knows? It it could be a heck of a ride in St. Louis.
1: I never doubt the st louis cardinals that's for sure i i have nothing like i said i love st louis i love what they do they do a fantastic job in every department every facet of the game um so i absolutely love what they do on to my next guy here angel of course i had to start off with Juan soto because that was the big thing um who, side note on that who did the reporting is that carl ravage after oh my god carl ravage after the home run be asking about trade oh god I that was
2: so that. bad Jesus i love i love i loved i loved his reaction too he's like hey I just want to celebrate right now. Like, I don't care. Like, Horrible. let me just, let me just win something. I
1: yeah. The worst, the worst job of reporting that I've
2: po- that, probably well, ever nope. seen. Nope. Mine the is- Nick Castellanos one two right. days ago takes the cake. That was pretty At, There's Asking, been- asking if he long. heard the booze. I mean, the guy knows he's hitting 215. Like, leave him alone.
1: Yeah, I Fort agree. An idiot. Uh, there's, there's been plenty of those times, so. Let's go ahead we'll move on from this. Yeah. Let's get on to some angels here. I want to start with Soto because I think it's fascinating. Um, I think there's a huge storyline behind it. Uh, Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard for sure is getting traded. I think it's like 100%. I, if the angels keep him, so I don't know what I would do, Nate. Wh-
2: what I want to say is <laughs> I think he's getting traded, but I've seen this way too many times where we have said it a percenter that this guy is getting traded because he has to, because they're 27 games out of the division and 18 games out of the wild card, whatever it is now. And the Angels say, that's not the plan. Jesus. So I am a little concerned that this seems to be too easy and it's not going to happen.
1: So, so I look back at what they did with Alex Cobb last year, and I wanted them to bring back Alex Cobb. Um, I think a lot of us did. Don't know if you not did. me. Yeah, I know you didn't. Um, Too many I,
2: injuries, not enough.
1: And I wanted them to, so I was okay with them not trading Alex Cobb. However, you look at it in hindsight, I would rather have gotten whatever they're going to get for Noah Syndergaard because I think it's very similar um, in that retrospect. But I think it's a hundred percent. I I would
2: you just say I, that. Just- I know. There's I know, no I such thing gone. as a hundred percent with the
1: Angels. Uh, 99% then I'm that 1% could very well happen. That 1% it might be a hundred percent. Um, I would be shocked if they didn't trade Noah Cinder That might, that's probably the I only piece too, but... that's the only piece that I'd be shocked at. So let's go ahead and let's talk a little Noah Cinder possible trades here. I have a couple, just a couple written up for you with some notable teams per se. I don't know. Um, Let's say he goes to St. Lu- Let's say St. Louis. I think St. Louis has got to be in on a starting pitcher. Correct. We just talked about him. I don't know if he fits there, but you have to assume that he is. He is in the market there. Correct. I
2: I think if they don't go and get Juan Soto, and they still have some pieces to go get Noah Syndergaard, he is the best piece for them. I know there are other pieces to go get. There's a Luis Castillo. There's a. Uh, Tyler Malley, there's a Frankie Montas, but I think Noah Syndergaard is the perfect piece for the St. Louis Cardinals. They are the best infield play in Major League Baseball. They really feel the baseball really well on the infield. Syndergaard does a great job of getting the ground ball, so he would fit perfectly. Um, I I think they do have the pieces to do it. It wouldn't be that hard. Um, I don't think the Angels are going to be asking for too much, but you got to remember they did give up a second-round pick for him, so they are going to be looking for something in that ballpark. Obviously, not exactly a second round pick, but something close to where they feel like they didn't just absolutely lose on Noah Syndergaard.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple schools of thought here. Uh, you have to imagine the Angels are going to try to do very similar to what they did with Andrew Heaney, which is eat the entire contract of Andrew Heaney. Um, same thing with Noah Syndergaard. They would have to assume. I would have to assume they eat that entire Noah Syndergaard contract to get back at least some better talent. Um. With that being said, my first trade proposal here, and I don't know if it really makes a lot of sense, but would be Noah Sindergaard to the Cardinals for Paul DeYoung. You're eating someone's contract there. I know you're probably shaking your head now. I'm cool with Paul DeYoung. You eat that contract up. Uh, you can release him if you want. And then you also go out and get second-round pick of the Cardinals from last year, Joshua Baez and Jonathan Mejia as well. I think that, you know. I don't know. I'm just throwing spitball ideas out here, you know. There's that's a possible option. You go pick you go pick up a contract, you continue to eat money, you know, because angels aren't gonna go spend a lot of money or anything like that. And you go get some higher prospect talent like the Angels did in the Andrew Heaney trade with Pagaro and Jansen Junk.
2: Options. So, yes, it's options. The only reason why I don't think it happens is because I don't think the Cardinals want to give up that much. I know it gets rid of Paul DeYoung, but they only have one year left at Paul DeYoung, so there's he's got 2022, 2023, and then he's got two club options. So it's and he's only nine million dollars. So in 2023, so I don't think that's enough money to get off their books for them to be like, oh man, we've got to do this. Um, Unless the Juan Soto trade happens and they get Patrick Corbin in return, and you know things get a little weird with money for them, and they're like. So, we have Corbin, we have Arenado, who we're barely paying.
1: Idea. I would take Patrick Corbin back for some big prospects, by the way. I know you yeah, hate the idea, and but I would and take
2: I take And it. I know. And, and what are they gaining out of get, giving you prospects for a guy that they can just throw in a one-soto trade and and still get back four pieces? So, I agree. There's, no, there's absolutely no reason to do that, especially since Patrick Corbin has been terrible. I know he's thrown a couple good games lately, but still not a guy. I would want to go get – Options. Options. Um, unless the Angels are actually going to say straight up like, hey, let's tear it down and rebuild, then that's okay. But if they're gonna continue to play this game where it's we're not rebuilding, but we're not competing, then then he doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um that's why I kind of don't know if St. Louis is a fantastic fit for the Angels. I think that Snow Syndergaard's a great fit for St. Louis, but it'll be interesting to see what they're able to get back if he does go to St. Louis or something like that. Another trade that I wrote up just, again, out of out of the blue here, Dakota Hudson and Trey Fletcher for Noah Syndergaard. Um, of course, that's not eating up any money. They would get a little bit more for that. Um, I'm a Dakota Hudson fan. I don't know if you know are you as are. much. I know. He's I like got
2: very, it. very average stuff. Like fits the mold. 94, 95 with a sinker. It's it's a worse version of Noah Syndergaard is what it is, and it's more hittable than Noah Syndergaard because the fastball doesn't get up to 97, 98 like – like Syndergaard's has. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of him, but honestly you, you get a prospect for Noah Syndergaard that's can, can be solid in the angels top 10. It's going to be really hard to be upset about it. Uh, that, that's what you're looking for is a prospect. That's going to be solid in the top 10, or you're looking for a guy who can play on the major league roster right now. Like if you're getting a Brandon Donovan, I know you don't think that's possible, but if you're getting a guy like that, a Juan Yepes, someone who has been successful for the Cardinals this year, um, and and really doesn't play a huge role. Like Brandon Donovan's not playing on that team. Um, they they have Nolan Gorman who they love. They both hit left handed. They'd rather have Gorman, um, Tommy Edman, All Star shortstop. Um, you know the corners already taken with Goldschmidt and Arenado. The, their outfield's pretty good and young with Bader and, and Carlson and and Tyler O'Neill. So they they're pretty set. They're set up pretty well. I I don't think that, you know, Brandon Donovan is going to make it break the team. I think going to get Noah Syndergaard could be the difference between them winning a playoff series and them uh, not winning a playoff series. Because if they're starting Dakota Hudson, they're they're in a big big problem against uh, the Dodgers or the Mets, where the Mets and Dodgers are going to be running out Kershaw and and Bueller or Degrom and, and Scherzer. So for you to be able to run out Wainwright and dakota hudson doesn't look great
1: yep yeah i agree um makes sense i think i mean there are a lot of other pieces out on the market uh but Noah center going to a playoff contender definitely makes sense so uh, on to the next team that i think we need to talk about um That is if Joey is listening. The Minnesota Twins, I think that that's a decently good fit for Noah Syndergaard. I know that you, on the other hand, don't think it's that great of a fit because of the reverse splits that they have going on. A fantastic outfield defense. Noah Syndergaard gets a lot of ground balls with the sinker, but the Minnesota Twins are in some need of some pitching. I think the Angels could profit from this and maybe go get, I don't know, let's say a Marco Raya and an Aaron Sabato, former first rounder from, let's see, last year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what you think about the the, – yeah, I don't know what you no. think about uh, a possible fit with the Minnesota Twins.
2: I, I don't think the Twins are the fit. We've already talked about it. I know you just mentioned it. Uh, the Twins need a guy who's going to get fly ball outs. Tyler Malley makes a lot of sense for them, um, you know, being a strikeout fly ball guy. I don't think Luis, Luis Castillo and Noah Sidgard are very similar, so I don't think Castillo is the right answer for them either. Uh, I know some Twins fans think Frankie Montas is the answer. Again, <laughs> I don't Twins think – Yeah, I I don't think the the Twins go out and get them. I think the the Twins end up settling. Um, I I think the Twins are going to be in a lot of rumors during this this next couple of days, and they're going to end up settling for what's left, because I don't think that they're going to want to go all in. I know that some Twins fans will disagree with me because they signed Carlos Cray or whatever it is, but I, I just don't see them going all in. That has not been the way they've done business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think Noah Syndergaard is going necessarily all in. It's given up maybe a prospect or two. That's true. Uh, I, 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 I get it. I do. Um, Minnesota hasn't won a playoff series in a while, so they definitely want to want to get back there. So, um, the no. Dig- have
2: won a playoff series before the. Before the Twins, so if we, we just had to throw that in there because no, dig- An- Angel fans are having a rough year.
1: Yes, yes, of course. There's Again. always that bright side. Bright side, at least you're not a Minnesota Twins fan. So let's move on to another AL Central team. Somebody that's kind of out of the mix, having a tough season though, uh, could still pro- possibly win the World Series if they get hot. And you never know with this team, uh, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, this is probably my favorite package here out of the three that I mentioned, um, and that's going to be Noah Syndergaard heading to the White Sox. For Andrew Dahlquist and Jared Kelly, not only because his name's Jared, I do really like him. I loved him in the draft. I think that he would be a fantastic addition. I think he could be the upside of a two or three starter. I don't think he has ace stuff, but I do – I I really like Jared Kelly, by the way, if you don't know that. Yep. I don't know. It's an interesting option. I don't know where the the White Sox are at, though, when you think about it. I don't know too many White Sox fans. I'm not from Chicago. Um, But – You know, you look at their stats, you look at what they have going on this year, they could definitely use a healthy starting pitcher. pitcher. And, again, this is a team that could possibly win the World Series. Like, if they get hot and get rolling, that team, that's a scary team. That really, really is.
2: It is. And they have not been healthy at all this year. Um, They got Lance Lynn back late. So, I I could see it. I just – they're going to be about three games out of first place going into the trade deadline. I – I know that's not a that's not a huge margin, so they can go get a piece. But it is, is that the problem? Is it a starting pitcher the problem, or do they need to add something to the offense? Um, I think they go add to the offense. The bottom of the lineup kind of looks like the Angels lineup. And so I think they go add to the offense. Personally, for me, I think there are two, te- three teams. I, I think St. Louis is a big, big player in this. I think Cleveland becomes a player in this because they're also in the same spot uh, Chicago, where they they think they have a shot. You know, they're they're going to be about two or three games out of first place as well going into the trade deadline. They do need a starting pitcher. Mackenzie is stone the ball good enough. please Zach is stone the ball good enough. Bieber is throwing the ball good enough. Uh, but that fifth starter has had they haven't really had that guy. Um, so I think there's an option there. Uh, the last place, depending on what Toronto and Boston. Who believes that they're going to be a playoff team? It's going to be weird. Toronto fired their manager. I know we brought up the stat that you typically don't make the playoffs the year you fire your manager. Um, so Boston, I think, makes a lot of sense as well because they're on that – they're going to tightrope their way into a playoff spot or not. So it depends on – I've heard reports lately that, that the Red Sox are open to trading J.D. Martinez, maybe even as Andrew Bogarts. Um, if, if that's the way they go, then Syndergaard's probably not going there. But if they, you know, win a couple games here and say, you know what, we're going to go for this wild card spot and we know we've been a wild card team before, we know we can go win something in the wild card, th- then they might go get a Noah Syndergaard because if Aldi hasn't pitched that good sale, got hurt again, they, they've been looking for another another starting pitcher all year long.
1: Yeah. No, I, like I said, I, those are just three teams that I picked out of a hat in the sense that I knew – it uh, wasn't having great years on the mound. That could definitely use another starting pitcher. Absolutely. Not that Noah Syndergaard is is a huge piece, but somebody that makes a lot of sense for a lot of teams for sure. With so, postseason experience, postseason experience for sure. I mean, it's it's a different atmosphere. World
2: Series experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he has World Series win by the way too. Um, on top of this, by the way, I don't think anybody else really gets traded. But let's give one surprise player that we think might get traded. I don't know if you have to look at the roster at all. I don't know if you have it off the top okay. of your head. Go ahead, fire. You don't have to give an explanation. Just go ahead and throw it out there. You think like surprise player that might get traded here.
2: Surprise player that gets traded, Jared Walsh.
1: Mine has been kind of going back and forth. And right as I looked at it, I was like, this makes a lot of sense. And a good segue into um, what we might talk about next. And that's going to be Brandon Marsh. I think that there's a chance that the Angels trade Brandon Marsh. There's only – there are multiple spots for him. But I think there is only two real spots at the moment. And those both of those reports came out yesterday, uh, one being Detroit. I don't know if they have a spot for him in the outfield or not. It makes some sense to go pick up, uh, I don't know, maybe a starting pitcher or two for Brandon Marsh. Um, or a place that I know you like a l- hell of a lot more, and that's Trevor Rogers and the Miami Marlins. So, Nate, I'll let you take it away. Go ahead and talk about a possible Miami Marlins-Angels trade that almost actually happened last year, by the way.
2: Nobody- yeah, there was – there was almost the Max Meyer for Brandon Marsh trade. That was about 15 minutes away from happening right on deadline day. And I don't know who backed out. They, that report didn't really come out, but I know it was very, very close to happening. Uh, it sounded like the Angels wanted it more than the Marlins. But, you know, that's speculation from from me. So Miami, they do not hit the ball at all. They pitch like there is no tomorrow. They look. You look at them and it's Pablo Lopez has been outstanding. Sandy Alcantara could have easily started the all-star game. He's probably the Cy Young favorite right now. Um, they've got tons of young pitching. Uh, Edward Cabrera has been has been good when he's been healthy. Um, Lozardo's been good. Rogers has not been good this year. Um, they still have Sixto Sanchez. They still have Max Meyer, who made his uh, major league debut and just got put on the IL. So they have a bunch of young pieces, and we haven't even gone into Yuri Perez, who's 19 years old, six foot seven, and just got absolutely stupid stuff. So. They are ridiculously deep when it comes to pitching. They really don't have that much offense. Jazz Chisholm has been um, the spark plug to that offense. Jazz Chisholm is on the I.L. again um, to go along with all those pitchers I just named. So that offense needs a lot of help. Jesus Aguilar becomes a free agent at the end of the year. They went to go get Joey Wendell in the offseason. Joey Wendell has not been um, the offensive threat that they thought he was going to be like he kind of was in Tampa Bay. Um, they've really been searching for an offensive piece for a long time. And that, that's why I said Jared Walsh. I think Jared Walsh would make perfect sense here. I know a lot of people are going to be like, Nate, Jared Walsh is an all-star. We can't be getting rid of him. He's sitting 240. He is what he is. You know, he's going to hit between 240 and 260. He might get to 270. If you're very lucky, Uh, 25 homers. There There are
1: 20 other Brandon Marsh or not Brandon Marsh. Jared Walsh is out there. There are.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. There are. And, if, if you really want to get technical, Jared Walsh is a, he's Eric Hosmer. They're, they're very similar players. Um, I I know you and I have talked about that. They're, they're very close. Um, especially the way Hosmer's hit this year and the way uh, Walsh has hit this year. But I think with in three general, years.
1: How streaky in a the sense they've been, I know Walsh is early, but like yeah. uh, Hosmer had that up and down where he did. Sure. that.
2: So Walsh has three years of, of team control left. I think he would be a really good fit in Miami uh, right field is a little bit a little bit more shallow than left field, left center. It gets really deep out there. I think um, to go get another guy who can mash baseballs in a right field, kind of like Josh Chisholm has done for them this year, would be would be really nice for them in that offense. They tried to go get Jorge Soler. It hasn't really worked out for them as as much as they would have liked. Um, I, I think Trevor Rogers is an interesting piece. I, I don't know where they're at right now. It would be kind of a, a weird a weird Trade where you're trading Walsh, who's probably having the worst year of his big league career. You know, established big league career, I guess you would say, because I know he he struggled his his first time up. But ever since he's been a, a everyday big leaguer, I would say this has been the worst he has hit. Um, Trevor Rogers has had the worst stats in his in his MLB history as well. He is very down in strikeouts. He's 83 Ks in 87 innings. Uh, his ERA is over five right now, but you saw the you saw the flashes last year. He he finished um, right outside the rookie of the year. If I if I'm not mistaken, I think he just missed that, right? Yeah. Or or did he, did he win it? I don't know. You keep talking. I'll do research. Uh, yeah, double check on that for me because I know he he had an excellent year last year, and that that makes a whole lot of sense for both sides. It gives the Angels another pitcher. And it gives the Marlins an offensive threat with Jared Walsh, who can leave the yard, which I think is what the Marlins are really missing. They're missing a guy who can leave the yard. Avicil Garcia is really a doubles guy. Jorge Soler can leave the yard, but he is so streaky. Um, that's really not supposed to be Jazz Chisholm's game to hit, you know, 30 plus home runs. So if Jared Walsh can go over there and, and stabilize that offense, that would be huge for the Marlins. And if they have enough young pitching to go and compete. Um, I think Trevor Rogers would be a guy who could be very, very successful for the Angels. Um, you've seen Sandoval. You've seen Detmers come alive lately, so I think he would make a lot of sense for everyone. Um, you could always go trade for Edward Cabrera. You could always go trade for Max Meyer, which you could revisit that. That's, I know, what you're alluding to with the Brandon Marsh for Max Meyer trade last year. We could even look back at that. So the, the Marlins are looking for an offensive piece. I think the Angels have enough guys with, with enough control to make it worth their while and they have enough pitching depth where it would be an interesting move for the Angels to go get a pitcher right now and just say, hey, we got a shot if if we're not having to run some of these guys out there every single day because the Angels the starting pitching has been healthy. Don't get me wrong, but there have been one or two guys that have thrown 18 plus starts and they have not been very good. So that's what they're looking for.
1: Yeah, and I could see Walsh going to Miami for a Max Meyer um, it'd be Walsh and probably a top five prospect in the angel system take your pick out of one of those infield slash outfielders um, I think it would take a lot more than just Brandon Marsh or Jared Walsh to get Trevor Rogers I know he's had a down year but he's got a lot of control ability left wow that's a hard word to say for me a lot of, a lot of years left uh, on, on that on that arm as well and I just think that there's a lot left in a lot left in him. Uh, by the way, I know you're looking it up. Jonathan India was the NL uh, Rookie of the Year. It was close. Uh, that was the answer we were looking for. Yes. Um, so I, I do, and we're just talking. By the way, out of our out of our asses here on this one, and I don't know if anybody else really does get traded. The Angels do have an interesting, and, and with our last couple minutes here, the Angels do have a very interesting a group of players to build around is that fair to say like you could if you did it right and i'm not trusting the angels at all to do it right i trust perry on the pitching side of things i don't know so much on the offensive side of things and this has kind of been where the angels have struggled lately however the angels do have stuff to work around is that that that's fair to say
2: yeah, I mean, you got Mike Trout, you got Taylor Ward, who's who's been great this year. Anthony Rendon, when he's healthy, the Angels win games with him. So whether you guys like him or not, he has been on the team when the Angels have the best record. Um, so that's three pieces right there. And then you look at the pitching side of things, you really can build around uh, Sandoval and Detmers the way they've thrown. Um, you could even throw Joe Dell in there. I know a lot of people aren't on the Joe Dell bandwagon. He cannot go back on baseballs. We get it. But. There is some offensive threat in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then there's, there's Shohei Otani. I know I know what our thought is. It's not going to happen, I don't think. We'll talk about it next podcast. We'll probably Fine. throw another one out tomorrow or the next day about Shohei Otani because we need to break it down more. We have ideas. I, I, I think we need to revisit every option of Shohei Otani. Um, but, you know, if the Angels were to have – you know, something to work with here, by the way. They, they do have something to work with. Um, and you include Shohei Otani in that mix regardless because he's on the team.
2: I, yeah, I, that's I, fine. Get it.
1: I get it. You need a backup catcher. That's not Kurt Suzuki. You need somebody who can play. Actually, you need a platoon. You need a, a platoon,
2: you you need need a platoon option not at that. worst. You, you need a guy who's going to start. You can uh, keep Jared
1: Walls, Though I agree that trading him is probably a better idea. But you can put Jared Walsh at first base and, you know, he's going to produce for you. You need a second baseman. You need a shortstop. Whoa. You have Anthony you, you Rendon. Just,
2: you just killed every Angel fan right now because I'm David Fletcher is four. going to save this season right now. David Fletcher is going to come back. He's going to hit about 400 and we're going to win about 25 games in a row and break Oakland's record. All right. All right. The sarcasm in a my second is not enough.
1: I think if David Fletcher is – your fifth infielder, I'm extremely happy with that. You need a second baseman, you need a shortstop. You have Anthony Rendon at third base. I know that people don't like him. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you have an outfield, whether it's Adele, Trout, and Ward, and that's what I would do, um, or Marsh in that mix as well. You have a DH and Shohei Otani. I know we want to trade him. I get it. We're going to revisit that.
2: We'll talk about that later. You need
1: a catcher on the. You need you need a platoon catcher. You need somebody to platoon at first base. You need somebody that's going to hit right-handed pitching a lot better.
2: Left-handed pitching.
1: Left-handed. I, pitching. I apologize. Yes, left-handed pitching a lot better. And you need to know who that fifth infielder is. And I think that's that's David Fletcher. That's fair to say. I think, and I've been saying it forever, and I'm not. I'm I'm going to stick with this this year. If David Fletcher is your starting infielder by any means. Angels are not a playoff team. They have not been. They will not be. Um,
2: That was part of my reason I said they were going to suck this year. You can't be your starting shortstop. That's fine.
1: Mm. Um, You look at the pitching side of things. You have something to work with. You have three pitchers. You need three more, but you have three pitchers, and you have an okay amount of depth that you can dive into if you need to. You have Otani. You have Sandoval. You have Detmers. You need three more on top of that. I know that trading Otani fixes a lot of that. But you need three You need three more on top of that, and you can pick from Silseth, Suarez, Canning. Uh, I have Chris Well on here, but no longer. Chris Rodriguez, Jonathan Diaz, Tukey, uh, Jansen Junk, Kenny Rosenberg. Uh, and, and if these people on this list are are very disappointing, that's fine. You can go out and get some pieces. That's okay. You can make that work. You have depth. You have some starting pitching depth, which is I am okay with. It hasn't been used correctly this year, but I'm okay with it. And then you look at the bullpen, you need that eighth inning guy. Loop and Tapera have not been used in correct situations. Aaron Loop is fine in low leverage situations. We've preached this before. Ryan Tapera in the seventh inning, that's perfectly fine. You need to find a way to get Iglesias consistent again. I'm not too worried about that.
2: I'm really um, glad we're paying our seventh inning guy and, $7.5 and million dollars and our, and really our sixth it. inning guy $8.5 million. Dollars. It's my you favorite thing to talk about.
1: You need that eighth inning guy, whether it's Chris Rodriguez, Chase Silseth. I don't know who it would be. You put one of those guys in the eighth inning that have just stupid good stuff. You find your way to get them in, get to the ninth inning, easy peasy. You need at least four more relievers. You have a bunch to pick from. You can throw Quijada in that mix as well because I think he's. I think this year he's earned a spot for next year. I know that. I know you know I, who
2: I'm thinking about right now, right? Who? Benjamin Joyce.
1: Ben Joyce is an option.
2: There is. I'm telling you. You have. You don't need to
1: rebuild, and we know we've been saying this for years. You don't need to rebuild. You need to be smart, and that's when I don't know if the Angels can do that. So, Nate, you got any final thoughts?
2: I'm excited to see this trade deadline. Are we going to see the same old Angels that we you know, talk about trade, trade, trade? We we get to August 3rd, and they have the same 26-man roster as they did on August 2nd? I, I think so. I, I, I truly believe that that is the way the angels operate and you're going to not see anyone dealt. Uh, It's going to be a frustrating, uh, frustrating trade deadline, but if the angels do things right, which would be the first time in a long time that we've seen something done right. You trade a couple pieces, who knows? Maybe somebody is dumb enough to take Kurt Suzuki. Maybe somebody really, really wants Matt Duffy. Maybe Michael Lorenzen comes back from injury right beforehand, throws one time and, you know, pitches good enough to get, to get traded. So, there are a couple other pieces, you know, maybe a loop trade, maybe a Tepera trade. There are a couple other pieces to be dealt. It just depends on are the Angels actually going to trade during the deadline, which they have not done in the last eight years trading away pieces. They've traded four pieces to help them win, you know, the, the fantasy 76 wins, but they haven't really traded away pieces to help them for next year.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. As always, I just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.